This is Bet MGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Yes. Let's go, Kansas 80, State. That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gutekin sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. What's good? Hour number two here on the BetQL Network. It is BetMGM tonight. That's Ryan Horvat. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. I just laid down my pre-Valentine's Day parlay with uh, Kevin Love and Josh Hart. Little love heart combination for Valentine's Day. So I got love tonight. I got heart going tomorrow. So uh, let's hope that thing hits. Uh, I don't know if you are a big Valentine's Day guy, right? But I'm not because a few years ago, when I had a serious girlfriend, I screwed it up so bad on Valentine's Day. So there was this stuffed animal. We were on vacation and there was this stuffed seal. We were at the zoo in San Diego, and there was a stuffed seal that she wanted, and she kept pointing it out. But you know, with the zoo, something that's like, you know, the size of your head is gonna cost $75. And I'm like, you know, not willing to spend that kind of money on that if I could lay down that same $75 on a parlay. It is what it is, I'm just being honest with you. But when I got back home, I found a similar looking seal at a different store for like $20. And I'm like, oh, okay. She'll be happy because I'm going to tell her that it, you know she wanted the seal, and I got her the seal, and I got her the seal, and I gave her the seal, and I said, Happy Valentine's Day. And she grabbed it and hugged it and squeezed it, and it went squeak, squeak. It was that moment that I realized that I bought the girl a dog toy, and she wasn't very happy with me. She realized right away. She goes, you got me a dog toy? And kept it and pretended like she liked it, but the relationship didn't go too much longer, so... That's my hey. story. You like Valentine's Day? I try. It's an honest mistake. Uh, I do not yeah. celebrate Valentine's Day on February 14th because, Sean, a little fun fact, when you're married to uh, Ryan Horvath, the Horvation, every day is Valentine's Day. Ain't that right, babe? Is that right? Is that Amanda, right? Every day Valentine's Day? I, I swear I heard I her say no. I, I In the background, I heard more of a no than a yeah, but my hearing's been going now for a while so what do i know um yeah happy valentine's day for those well, she, that sean yeah. let me if, if i was able to rewind time and i was able to go every day with me valentine's day and it was before i spent the week in vegas then i probably would have got a loud answer maybe even a hug and kiss on the air but i guess i'm being ignored but no i'm not the biggest valentine's day um i love christmas like i love um thanksgiving but Valentine's Day is just a holiday created by Hallmark in uh, greeting cards. You know what I mean? And it's for people like the reason I don't like it is let's say you're single, then you're sad. You know, now you're lucky. You got a lady friend, right? Although do you? Because you're talking about dog toys and urinals and, and, and things of that such. Why don't you just get her? You know what you should Me? do? Lady friend? Dude, I got lady friends. I got more game than Milton Damn. Bradley. Yeah, I do just Damn. fine. Damn, he's got women kicking with like uh, no no Mar Garcia Paro over here. Um, that, that's the thing is, 
I, that's why I can't I can't get I can't get cards and flowers and squeaky dog toys for everybody, man. You know what I'm saying? Problem like problem is, why, dude. Valentine, problem I, I keep is, it I keep it to my own on Valentine's Day. The problem is with Valentine's Day is unless okay, so if Valentine's Day falls on a Saturday or a Sunday, then I want to go to dinner and I want to have some wine and some <laughs> dessert and have a nice so night. It's all about but, you. But but the issue is, well, in my wife, I think as well. But if it's on a Wednesday or a Thursday, you know, we're probably doing the show until 11 p.m. Um, you know, she's probably at work until 8 p.m. So it's just, you know, then you got to celebrate it on the weekend and it's not really Valentine's Day. It loses a little bit of its luster, in my opinion. So not the biggest Valentine's Day. I think it's a Fugazi holiday. It is. It's Fugazi. Uh, Magic up 32-31 into the first quarter. Lots of points there over under 230 and a half Celtics up eight early on over the Nets. I got that parlay or at least half my parlay there looking all right. They're laying 10 and a half in the live line at bet MGM heat and bucks tipping off in five minutes. Kings and Suns later on T wolves laying seven and a half at the Blazers. Then the eight and four 44 eight and four would have been good. Eight and 44 is bad. The eight and 44 Pistons on the road at the Lakers. That is our late tip tonight. Let's get off the NBA court for a minute and back onto the NFL field where I think in the offseason, the team that has the most interesting situation of all the teams, and it's not even close, has to be the Chicago Bears, right? They basically can do whatever they want with their quarterback, with the quarterback that some people think is the next Patrick Mahomes. They can package down. There's so there's so many different things, Ryan, that they can do. If you look at the odds it tells us that Caleb Williams is almost surely going to be the number one overall pick. Do you think there's any chance, A, that he's not the number one pick, or B, that he's not the number one pick to the Chicago Bears? What I'm asking you is, is there any chance that he doesn't end up with the Bears? No, I think that the Bears are going to get it right for the first time here at the quarterback position because I think Caleb Williams – and I did hear some like radio row interviews from some people that were saying that Caleb Williams isn't special. I don't know, man. I've watched every snap at USC and I don't care about the team's success or what that team did. That defense was historically bad. Alex Grinch was always a bad hire. And I got to be honest, man, here's a hot take. I didn't have one about the Super Bowl, but Lincoln Riley is a lazy head coach. He's a great play caller, but last year it really looked like since he's actually got there it looks like he's kind of just like mailed it in to be honest i mean when caleb was at his best it was all background background backyard uh playground you know football stuff last year so i'm a believer in caleb williams and here's why i think that the bears draft caleb williams right so ryan pace drafted mitchell trubisky over pat mahomes and you should you, see that should be sean every day you wake up I don't know what you believe in, but you should say a prayer for wherever the hell Ryan Pace is, wherever he's bagging groceries, whatever <laughs> firm he's working at, wherever he's parking cars these days, you should say a prayer for Ryan Pace. Because this man, I don't know what he was doing, but he drafted Mitchell Trubisky after one year at North Carolina over Pat Mahomes. And, okay, so even if you thought Pat was going to be a project, and over to Sean Watson who had just beat Alabama in the national championship. And he goes with Trubisky. So that's why Ryan Poles has no attachment to Justin Fields, because for whatever reason, Ryan Pace got another opportunity to draft a quarterback. And he did draft Justin Fields, who I like. And I think Justin Fields will be a great fit 
hopefully in Pittsburgh, because Kenny Pickett ain't that dude. I do think Justin Fields could be that dude, especially with a head coach like Mike Tomlin, who I absolutely love and believe in. Nobody does more with less. So all that to say, yes, Caleb Williams will be the number one overall pick. He'll be a bear, and he will uh, haunt my dreams and my nightmares twice a year probably as a Packer fan. I say that, but the Packers will still find a way because the Bears will still suck. But yes, Caleb Williams will be a bear. I'm not an overly religious person or anything like that, but I don't think I'm – that's not the one I'm going with. What is that, pacism? Would I be a pacist at that point? Like, you're right. Yeah. The Bears have made a lot of bad decisions when it comes to quarterback. I wonder what they think they're going to be able to get back in return for Justin Fields, though. Ryan Horvath, sports machine, Sean Levine here on the BetQL Network. Because that's the second part of the equation. So, all right, we've decided as the Bears that we're going to go with Justin Fields. And then you're like, all right, I'm sorry that we're going to go with Caleb Williams. Now we've got this guy Justin Fields out there where, let's just call it what it is. If he ends up on the right team, that right team could win right away. What if he goes to Atlanta? What if he ended up in, I don't know, uh, Minnesota? What if he ended up with the Giants, a team that's not that far away but just needs a quarterback for a quarterback that's not that far away? That's got to be a scary thing for the Bears also is, all right, we can draft Caleb Williams, but what if just next year we watch Justin Fields go out there and win 12 games in a playoff game? You know what I'm saying? Like, both those things could both be true at the same time. Yeah, I think there's a good chance both of those things happen. I feel like there's a good chance that both of those things could have happened where, again, I hate to go back to Green Bay where, like, it was time, though. Like, right, there's different quarterbacks for different situations. I don't think Aaron Rodgers would have had the Green Bay Packers a game away from the uh, NFC Championship or a couple games away from a Super Bowl appearance with those young wide receivers. He would have never put trust in Romeo Dobbs, right, and, and Wicks. But Jordan Love did. But Aaron Rodgers, I think he would have got the Jets at least in the dance, or at least in, you know, he at least would have been a contender there. I think Justin Fields needs the right situation, which he's never had in Chicago. He's never had a real NFL offensive line. He's never had any weapons until this season. And I like DJ Moore, but I think he needs a run game. I would love to see him in, in Atlanta with Bijan, with Tyler Algier, you know, with Kyle Pitts, with Drake London and all those weapons, all that speed, you know, on the right field as well, playing in the dome. I would love to see him in Pittsburgh, you know, with a strong run game, right? And Najee Harris. And, you know, you open up the play action and you hit the home run ball to Pickens because he can make the throws. The problem I worry about, though, a little bit with Fields, can he get to that second progression? Is he just a one-read quarterback? Caleb Williams is not. You know, and that's why I think he'll be a better fit for what the Bears are trying to do now that they've moved on from uh, Luke Getze. But, yeah, I think Justin Fields still has some good football to play in this league. I just... I think the situation's too good to be like too good to pass up because the one thing Justin Fields he had a good year but he hasn't proved that he could win in this league. And if you look at his fourth quarter numbers, you know there's the strip sacks, there's the turnovers. And if you draft Caleb Williams, you know you don't have to pay Caleb Williams quarterback life-changing quarterback money for a couple of years. I mean he's going to be paid pretty nicely because he's the number 1 overall pick, but you haven't really had the time to properly evaluate Justin Fields. Um, which is crazy to say because he's been there. But, again, he's been playing behind a crappy offensive line with no weapons. So I, I just think you got to go Caleb. But I can see both guys balling out this year, man, already. And that's the main reason, I think, why the Bears have to go with Caleb Williams because at this point he's cheaper and starting as soon as the year after next. Somebody's going to pay Justin Fields like 34. I mean, Daniel Jones made $40 million this year. 
there's a chance a couple of years from now that somebody's paying Justin Fields something like $40 million a year. I know it sounds crazy, but it's going to happen. Ryan Horvath, Sports Machine, Sean Levine here on the BetQL Network. All right, let's keep talking a little bit of NFL because it seems like we've talked a lot about the winners when it comes to the Chiefs and how many can they win and the fact they're a dynasty and Patrick Mahomes' greatness. What about the 49ers? Where do they go from here? Do we still think that they're the cream of the crop in the NFC? Uh, man, I do by default because, like, who else do you really trust right now? I mean, you could say, you know, you could say Detroit. Um because of what they proved this season and you would figure that they're only going to get better and they were able to bring back ben johnson to call plays which i think is huge for jared goff i don't trust jared goff without a solid play caller like ben johnson or sean mcveigh they could run the ball obviously they have to fix up that pass defense are they going to be able to do that and san francisco has one more year i would say with this current core with this current roster so i do still think that they're the team to beat who knows, man? Philadelphia might be able to bounce back now that they got smart football people, uh, you know, in the organization in that room again. If if, if you believe in who they brought in, because I mean that was the issue last year. Is you lose Shane Steichen and you saw what he did year one in Indianapolis, and you lose Jonathan Gannon. I don't know if he's going to be a good head coach, but he was a solid defensive coordinator. I think they got to fix up that pass defense. They might be around, but yeah, it's San Francisco for me still. And Green Bay, you know, I'm, I'm people. I'm not being a homer. I think Green Bay is going to be solid, man. I think now that Joe Barry's gone, the defense is only going to improve. And then my other team would be the Rams. But they got to fix up that defense. But that offense was number two in the entire league next to only the Niners the second half of the season. We'll talk some NBA on the other side with a game of NBA Tuesday Championship contender when Ryan swipes left or right. And we find out if this team can actually win it all. You're crazy on the Philadelphia Eagles, dude. The Eagles are like... I don't know if you've ever had a relationship that started off really, really well. Like you thought you were going to go to the altar and then it went south just as fast. That's what the Eagles are. Like the Eagles last year went all the way to the altar. They went all the way to the Super Bowl. They were so close. And then this year pretty much went as bad as possible. Like if you think about it, none of those early wins mean anything for Philly during the regular season. I think Philly is more the team that collapsed the last month and a half of the regular season. Jalen Hurts' body language is bad. Nobody believes in their head coach. Like, I think there's more of a chance that Philadelphia crawls in a hole and goes away next year and wins five games and fires their coach and completely rebuilds. I think the Eagles are done, man. I mean, they, they might be. It depends if you believe in Jalen Hurts. I mean, because Jalen was awesome with Shane Dykin. Do you? I, I – I've never been like, I never want to be hot take guy. I, I did. Right. I mean, but year one, I was it? a little bit worried. I was like, there's a whole current side event. of the field. Not history. Like current events. He you can't currently the middle. believe in Jalen Hurts. I believe. I feel yeah, the same I don't, way. I'm over it. I dude. don't want to say I'm completely out on him though, man, because I do <laughs> think that he's, I still think that like he was hurt last year. Right. And he, he, yeah, I think he needs the right. Yeah. I think he needs the right play caller. I'll he's say like that. Eleven, twelfth best quarterback in the league, but he's not the second, which we tried to make and him he, out he was, to be. I'm gonna say that he was never the best quarterback in the NFC. I'll say that. NBA contender coming up next, right here on BetMGM.
We're back with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Back there, Ryan Orbach. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. And you, welcome back into BetMGM tonight. So, tomorrow is Valentine's Day, and maybe you already have a significant other. Maybe you're going to be swiping left or right tonight or tomorrow looking for one. So, let's play a game of NBA contender here's how it works right if you don't believe in them give them the x boom to the left if you want to take them home think there's a chance you like what you see swipe to the right let's start with the dallas mavericks and luka Doncic. are they an nba contender oh gosh no no they're not a contender i i wish that they were a contender because then i'd be a rich rich man i'd get home my nfl mvp and my nba mvp but i think the issue for them is they just don't have another dude i mean this season kyrie has not played in 60 percent of the games luca leads them in pretty much every statistical category their second leading scorer other than kyrie is tim hardaway jr so i have no faith in the mavs i love luca i think he's great but um right now man he's like he's like jordan before pippen got there unfortunately that's what the mavs are they're like those bulls teams that's on them though that's on the Mavs. Yeah. Like, I get it. It wasn't their fault that Jalen Brunson walked because he basically told them he wasn't going to re-sign, even though too bad for Mavs fans because a combination of Jalen Brunson and Luka Doncic for the next five or six years in their prime probably wins a couple of championships. But, dude, like, they thought that Kyrie Irving was the answer. You point out that he hasn't played in a lot of games. He never plays in a lot of games. He hasn't gone anywhere and helped the franchise for years, maybe since Boston. That was like 10 years ago, dude. It's crazy to think that Dallas thought that was the answer to their questions. I'm with you. I don't know what they do about that because they're stuck with them at this point, but I'm swiping the left also. I don't think they can win a championship. How about the Phoenix Suns? Which way are you swiping on Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, and Phoenix? You know what? I think that they're contenders. I'd probably swipe right on them, to be honest. Like, they're not my pick. But when you have Kevin Durant, I mean, it comes down to, is he going to be healthy for an entire playoff run? Um, But what I like about his game is he's not the defender, obviously, that he was 10 years ago or three injuries ago. But in the playoffs, he's still a solid defender that could defend multiple positions. He's so long and lengthy, and he could still score the basketball and facilitate and rebound and do everything. And then Devin Booker is your guy. He's got to be the go-to guy there now, like in the fourth quarter. because. You know, those guys are all great, or at least good with Bradley Beal, but Booker's got to be your go-to guy. If you have three superstars in this league, you're always live to win a championship. They wouldn't be my pick, um, but yeah, I-, I think they're for real. Kevin Durant could shut a lot of people like me up also. Like, I'm one of those jerks that when you ask me how many titles has Kevin Durant won, I say zero. No, I get it. <laughs> he-, he went, to, Oklahoma, went to-, to Golden State and got them. But to me, like, if he would have gone to any other team that year, they wouldn't have won the finals, and Golden State didn't necessarily need him, even though he was the MVP, to win a championship. So I, Kevin Durant, to me, still needs to prove something if he's going to go down as one of the all-time greats opposed to one of the all-time great scores. I'm swiping the left. I can't do it on Phoenix because of Kevin Durant. I've seen it too many times. Now, if you're right, and Devin Booker's their go-to, Devin Booker's the eighth-leading scorer in the NBA, and he's pretty yeah. unselfish. He could probably be like the third-leading scorer in the NBA. So if they go through him in the playoffs, they got a shot. How about Cleveland? The hottest team in the NBA. They've won 18 out of 20 games. Which way are you swiping? 
Yeah, I'd actually swipe right on Cleveland just because you look at the path in the Eastern Conference. And if we did this segment last season, Tuesday, February 13th, and we said the Miami Heat, we both would have been like swipe life left. And now usually like for in sure. the NBA, man, I could only make the case for four teams. Sometimes two teams. You know, you know, remember it was it was the Warriors and the Cavs for how many years? But the thing with Cleveland, I mean, they're playing really good basketball. They defend. They have a go-to guy in Donovan Mitchell. In- injuries do happen. And Boston has just choked the last couple seasons. Like, do we really trust that, you know, P- Porzingis was the missing link there in Boston? Do we trust that, you know, Doc Rivers isn't going to choke in the playoffs? And then who else is there if Joel Embiid isn't fully healthy for Philadelphia? So, yeah, man, I'll take some futures on Cleveland as a long shot in the Eastern Conference for sure. I'm with you. The East is, I don't want to say up for grabs because Boston's the best team. They're the favorite right now. I bet MGM to win the whole thing. They've got the pedigree. Although, are they a great basketball team? Are they Golden State that won 70 whatever games? Are they the Bulls? No. They're really good, and they might be the best this year. That doesn't mean they're great. They're beatable. Now, if you also gave me a million dollars and said I could put it down on anybody, I'm not a fool. I'll put it down on Boston. But that's not to say somebody can't beat them. Ryan Horvat, Sports Machine, Sean Levine here on the BetQL Network, swiping left and swiping right in a game of NBA championship contender. So you went right on Cleveland because the Eastern Conference is somewhat up for grabs. What about yeah. the Knicks? Which way are you swiping on New York? You know what? Yeah, I'm going to swipe right on the Knicks, too. Same reasons. Okay. And Jalen Brunson is the real deal. My issue with them, though, is, you know, do I trust Julius Randle? Like, who's that second go-to guy? I like Hart. You know, I really wish – I knew it wasn't going to happen, but when those rumors popped up, I really wish that they had a shot at Mikel Bridges. I like Mikel Bridges. Maybe I overrate Mikel Bridges a little bit too much, but I just wish they had that six, seven, six, eight guy that could get them buckets. And I like OG Ananobi. I mean, they made – all the additions that they made, man, were, were really nice moves. I just – I don't know if in the in the playoffs your best player could be a six two, six three guard. So I am going to swipe right on the Knicks. I think that they're going to be – they're going to be a team that wins a playoff series. I just, I don't know if they have the goods to actually get to the finals. So you mentioned Julius Randle. He hasn't played since January 27th. He's averaging 24 and nine this year with five assists. So when he's been on the court, hitting 50% of his shots, you're right. Like if we knew that he was going to be healthy, then maybe they can make it to an Eastern conference finals or dare I say upset Boston, maybe in a long series or something like that. But it can't just be Jalen Brunson. I, as good as he is and as much as I like him, he's 50-1, to 1, by the way, to be the MVP right now, which is absolutely crazy. I don't know if he's going to win it, but let's say the Knicks end up the two seed or end up the three seed. He's going to be on that short list. Uh, your Los Angeles Clippers didn't look great last night. They got mollywopped by the Minnesota Timberwolves. First, before I ask you about the T-Wolves, how about your Clippers? You still swiping right on them? Oh, hell yeah. Regular season losses in the NBA don't mean anything. Even in the NFL, the Chiefs prove that, right? Like, you have a couple bad losses. Ah, Who really cares? Who cares unless you're a veteran? Like, if you got a veteran team, man. Now, with the Clippers, it's always the same concerns, though. Is Paul George going to be around? Is Kawhi Leonard going to stay healthy? Is James Harden? What, what version of James Harden are we getting? Like, But here's the thing that I like. James Harden doesn't have to go out there and attempt 20 to 25 field goals. We don't want that. We just want James Harden to go out there and facilitate the offense. And that's really been the issue 
you know, other than injuries for the Clippers the last couple of years, they haven't had that true point guard. They were playing Terrence Mann minutes at the point guard. But, it, I mean, Harden, you look at it, man, he protects the basketball. The assist numbers are pretty good. And every once in a while, he could have a 30, 40-point game in the playoffs. So I'm still uh, I'm still there with the Clippers. I think they're for real, man. They're my, they're my one true love. I'll swipe to the right also, although my dad told me never to trust a man with two first names. And we've got oh, yeah. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. So that's two guys with two first names. So maybe dad's rules don't apply. So I'll bet on them at plus 550. You don't make a ton of money on them. Also at plus 550, the Milwaukee Bucks. Before you tell me which way you're swiping, bro, I'm swiping to the left. I might close out the app after I see the Bucks. Like, only because of Doc Rivers. I didn't know I hated Doc Rivers as much as I do until, until Milwaukee hired him. But, dude, it's not like they improved on the sidelines from Budenholzer. Budenholzer's a really good coach with championship pedigree more recently with a lot of these same players than Doc Rivers. I mean, Doc Rivers has been, what, two decades since he's won a championship, so... I don't want to keep burying him because I could for the next two and a half hours on the BetQL network. But I'm swiping to the left, man. You could give me 100 to 1 odds on the Bucs. I'm still swiping the left. Same reason, man. Doc Rivers. I mean, because if you have Giannis and you have Dame Lillard, you know, two of the top maybe 100 players, 50 players in NBA history. Probably they're probably both for on sure. that list. I mean, you know, already. Uh, but that's the issue. Um it's Doc Rivers. And I like the moves that they've made. And I like the brand of basketball that they're playing right now. Pep Ebb was a great pickup. But, I mean, I just don't trust Doc Rivers, especially if he has a 3-1 lead. So, I got to swipe, uh, swipe left as well. Most people think Golden State is dead. And I think they're yeah. dead also. But here's the thing. My grandma, and I'm not even trying to be funny here. We went on a family ski trip from Kansas City to Colorado when I was young. And it was like a long, boring trip across the state of Kansas. I think it took us like 12 and a half hours to get there. And they thought my grandma had a stroke that was going to ultimately end up taking her life. So we had to turn around and come back, right? It was terrible. Bro, she lived another seven and a half years. So like sometimes when you think they're dead, all I'm saying, with all due respect, rest in peace, Grandma Donna, sometimes they're not dead. Sometimes it takes just like a little while to push them into that grave. I don't know if Golden State's dead dead. Like, I'm looking at them right now, 50 to 1 at some book, 65 to 1 at BetMGM. That's crazy, dude. For a team that has Golden State, they're not dead like grandma yet. Dog, your grandmother, seven years later, you know, you could have been like, you know, in the horror movie when you think Freddy Krueger is dead, but he pops back up and then you have to shoot him like three more times. Or like in the movie Scream, like, now I just, RIP, RIP, uh, Grandma Levine. Was it Grandma Levine? Dude, dude. Yeah, it's Grandma Levine. The, no, I'm I not, feel again, terrible. Not also, be, I got to plug not, in my No, you shouldn't feel terrible. I'm not trying to be funny. We thought she was going to go like three or four separate times where Ooh. we had a family coming down from the coast in Chicago. You know, it was like, this is the moment. And then it's like, all right, go back home. Literally. So she's the undertaker is what she is. The wrestler, not the professional. All right. Well, R- R- R.I.P. Damn. Um. Yeah, hey, you know I'm what, saying Golden man, State might be the same thing. Although I feel like you're no. about to tell me Golden State's dead. Yeah, Barry, Barry, Golden State, man, Barry, like literally, and 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 you know, it's because they're all bones. Like Clay Thompson was just quoted 
saying that he would take a lesser role. I never thought I would live to hear Clay Thompson say that he would take a lesser role to stay with Golden State. Remember when they acquired Kevin Durant to form the big three? And everybody was like, we'll sacrifice, we'll sacrifice. His exact quote was, I ain't sacrificing S. And that's when I became a big Clay Thompson fan. Hashtag team selfish, hashtag team me. If you're not looking out for you, who else is? Uh, so I think that tells you everything that you need to know. It's like the Warriors in the next couple of years, it's going to be like Derek Jeter, those final couple of years, you know, where they were just, they were trotting him out there and he was making the all-star game and you were like, why? Yeah, that's, that's what the Warriors are, man. I, they'll still win, you know, 42, 43 games, but even if they get into the playoffs, they're going to be one and done. I could see them maybe as a play-in team. They're cooked. I don't know if they're cooked just yet. By the way, my ear oh, yeah. producer, Dylan, called me Mr. Miyagi. So uh, wax on, wax off here on the BetQL Network. That's Ryan Horvath. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. We're swiping <laughs> left or right. Are they contenders or not? How about the Thunder? Thunder, by the way, are uh, looking all right. It's half my parlay tonight in their game on the road in Orlando. At last check, they were up by eight. 20 to one odds on the Thunder. Oh, man. I think they're contenders to make the Western Conference Finals, right? And I'm not trying to slight OKC or even Minnesota, who we'll get to here, but it's just like they haven't been to the big dance yet. They haven't been there. They haven't won that tough playoff series yet. And even Luka's done that. you know. So I'm not saying that it can't be done because they have a bunch of young guys. And all season long, like I think we keep waiting for regression and we haven't really seen it yet. Um, and they have guys like Shea and Chet. But they're young, man. And then, like, if you shut down Shea, if he sees a bunch of double teams, is Chet ready for the big moment? Is he going to get in foul trouble like he did in, like he did at Gonzaga when I trusted him in the NCAA tournament, picking up those early fouls? And then who, who are you relying on to knock down shots? I do like the moves that they made at the deadline, picking up some vets, but those are just that. They're vets. Do you trust Josh Giddy to shoot you back into games? I do not. Lou Dort, I do like, but yeah, man, I still think that they're a year away, maybe from being a year away. So I'm going to be out on OKC. I'm all in on the future, though. I'm with you there. 20 to 1, eight, uh, plus 825 to win the West, talking about the Thunder. Uh, you said we get to Minnesota. Don't you know? Minnesota. You, know? you can take a boat anywhere. Ball of America. Great people in Minnesota. All right. Sorry for the bad accent. Uh, which way are you swiping on the T-Wolves? 24-1 to to win it all at BetMGM. Yeah, I'm uh, actually in on the T-Wolves. Don't you know? Because, because I said a young team like OKC, this team ain't that young. Remember they won the play-in game? I know Pat Bev ain't there anymore, but he was popping Bud Lights. Carl Anthony Towns was hugging his girl on the court, even though he fouled out in like the third quarter. I don't know what the hell he was celebrating. He was in foul trouble the entire time. But I don't expect that to happen because now he doesn't have to play an undersized five because you bring in Rudy Gobert. I know it didn't work out last year, but the chemistry is much better. And you have a legit closer in Ant Edwards. So I'm actually all in on the Timberwolves, man. Carl Anthony Towns has the second best odds to win the NBA three-point contest this weekend. And I did not just misspeak. Carl Anthony Towns has the second best odds. We got a lot more stuff to get into here. It is BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network. Now, back to BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. 
Welcome back. That is Ryan. I'm the Sports Machine and you here on the BetQL Network. We appreciate you checking us out on this Tuesday evening. Coming up in just a little while, we're going to welcome in Keith Pompey from the Philly Inquirer. Talk some 76ers, maybe a little bit of Eagles. Everything Philly with our boy Keith. We have a lot to talk to to talk about here in the next two hours and change. But right now, Ryan, buckle up, buddy, because I'm about to take you in a dark and twisted place. We're going inside the mind of the machine. Who knows what comes out of it? Here we go. Um, last night, I was in charge. I should say two nights ago. I was in charge of babysitting my niece and nephew, and we watched uh, The Water Boy. And then they insisted that we watch another Adam Sandler movie, so we watched Happy Gilmore. In your opinion, best Adam Sandler sports movie, Waterboy or Happy Gilmore? Oh, even though Waterboy, obviously a, a football movie, I got to go Happy Gilmore. I grew up on Happy Gilmore. I actually watched Happy Gilmore so many times uh, that my VHS melted. I still, any quote, <laughs> I could quote any line. Um, yeah, I'm team Happy Gilmore. It's funny because my son, he's 10 years old, so I'm showing him all the Adam Sandler movies now for the first time. He loves Billy Madison. He watches Billy Madison every morning now before school. Uh yeah, but I'm I'm a Happy Gilmore guy. I'll still never forget the first time I watched that movie. Love Happy Gilmore. Is that the movie you've watched the most? Because that's pretty crazy. I think mine's The Princess Bride. I can quote pretty much everything in the entire movie. And same thing. Like, that thing eventually burned up my grandpa's VCR. I watched it so many times. Great movie. You know, it, it's definitely up there. That, um... Goodfellas for me, but but when I was a kid, especially, and it would be like the littlest parts, like the smallest parts, the dumbest parts, like when Chubbs, like Adam Sandler just pulls his hockey stick and he's smacking around the can and he accidentally knocks off Chubbs' hand and he's like, don't you worry about that, made of wood, real sturdy, and the truck just comes and runs it over. I don't know, like that part for whatever reason, I would go back and I would rewind. It was just like the little stuff like that. Adam Sandler is a comedic genius. If I could hang out with anybody, it'd probably be Adam Sandler, to be honest. And he's just like a regular guy. You know, you see him on the streets and he's just wearing like baggy ass and one shorts. Looks like he's just like going to get buckets like at a random park on a Wednesday. Uh, wholesome dude. So uh, I'm a big Adam Sandler guy. The way he dresses is pretty incredible. Like most rich people, you can tell how they super rich people. You can tell how they dress at least somewhat or how much money they have by the way they dress. You would think that he was like a street peddler. He is, yeah, he's definitely one of the more humble and approachable absolute superstars, not just stars, that there are. Um, so I saw this, that in Oklahoma, they're trying to create, like lawmakers in Oklahoma, this was today, are trying to create an official Bigfoot hunting season. And I got to tell you, man, I'm all about conspiracy theories. I live in Kansas City, so I'm like, in the Midwest, I'm pretty sure that I've seen crop circles, aliens, UFOs, I, Loch Ness Moth. Like, I believe in all of it except for Bigfoot. Are you with me? There's no way at this point that we wouldn't have a clear, high-definition, maybe even up-close, still-shot, photograph, video of Bigfoot. It's the damn same thing every time, dude. It looks like it's one of those throwaway cameras from 1989. Bigfoot ain't real. No, Bigfoot is not real. I'm with you, man. I'm I'm not a believer in Bigfoot. Now, aliens, UFOs, definitely real. Now, they're not 1, walking around at the Miami Mall. I don't think that they're eight foot tall. I really like being a member of the under six foot two club. 
hope that they're not eight foot tall. I already like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're at the gym and you're waiting for a bench and the dude gets up. Like you imagine him, he's eight foot. Then you're never getting that bench. You're like, all right, guess it's uh guess it's leg day yes, again today. Yeah, no, I mean, I, uh, I can't, I, not Bigfoot. I've never been a Bigfoot believer, man. Um, total, total, uh, total Fugazi. Now aliens though, absolutely real. What else? What else is real? What else do you believe in? Ghosts? Real. I ghosts, actually, yeah. Quick, quick story. All right. I never believed in ghosts until um, a couple of years back in my old apartment. One time in the middle of the night, for whatever reason, the TV just turned on. And I was thinking, okay, somebody laid on the remote. Maybe we had something set up. It's a smart TV. Maybe it just turned on. There was a time set. But all of a sudden, man, this creepy ass church music just starts playing. And it's like, hey, come with me. Come with me. And I wake up my wife and I'm like, are you seeing this? And she's like, not awake. And she starts singing with the song, dude. And so then I finally, she's like singing the song and she's not even, I'm Catholic. She's not, she's Serbian. And I'm like, how do you know the lyrics to this song? And when she finally comes to, she's like, what song, what are you talking about? And I point to the TV and it's still going on. And she's like, this is creepy. Turn it off. And we couldn't turn it off. And I even went behind the TV, dude, unplugged the thing. And it was still going. No, it was not dude. No, it was not. I believe the entire story, and it actually gave me the goosebumps until you told me that you unplugged the television and it kept going. I would never do this to you, to Scott, to, sh to, to, to anybody in the chat. Like, if I had this happen to me, you guys have to be with me in this experience because I don't even want to believe that stuff like that is out there. But this really happened, and it happened to wow. me. And it was a couple years ago. I would not. I would not make this up. This is a true story. I'd move out. I would immediately move oh, out. I did. That's I did. That's 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 genuinely, dude. I got like goosebumps. That's one of the scariest things. Now, at first, I was prepared to tell you that it's a dumb story that your TV turned on because, like you no. said, there's a million things that could have happened. And then when you said that your wife started singing along with it in her sleep, I'm like, wait, what? And then you pulled the plug, and the TV stayed on, dude. I would immediately. Grab my wife, children, pets, whatever you have. Get out of the house. Break the television. Call the landlord. What did you do? What was your reaction just, to all this? I think finally, like, it finally just shut off. And then we both, we had, like, the lights on in every single room for, like, probably, like, three to four days. And then we got the electric bill, and we're like, we'll take our chances with the ghosts. Wow. And you see, yeah. by the way, this is why we go inside the mind of the machine. We talk sports like 95% of the time, but you don't get these good hey, ghost stories. Football's, unless you get football's the done, baby. We got, plenty, we got plenty of ghosts and UF sto Dude, UFO stories, Bigfoot stories. Guys. That was an all-time great. That was that was scary. Um, All right. That was so scary. It's true, too, dude. I would, never, I would never make anything like that up. Sorry, but yeah. They pulled the plug on the TV and it kept going. Yeah, I would Bo Jackson style that flat screen right over my knee, dude. Oh, Ryan Horvat, Sports Machine, Sean Levine. Uh, Purple Gatorade was the favorite to be poured on the winning coach. Purple Gatorade was, although it took a while, if you saw, because the way the game ended on a walk-off, I thought the no Gatorade was going to hit, actually, which was like 15-1. to 1. Now, maybe if Andy was a little bit more fleet of foot, a little more Usain Bolt, he could have got out of there, but eventually they dumped the purple Gatorade on him. Uh, I think purple's the third best flavor, right? 
orange, glacier blue, and then purple? We on board? So, no, we're not on board, and everybody thinks I'm crazy. This all started on Sunday because I bet purple, and my wife was giving me a hard time, and I'm like, purple's the best flavor. And everybody at the party stopped and like, "Is what are you talking about? I love purple Gatorade, man. What I like to do, I've done this since college, especially if you have a little bit of a hangover. You take the purple Gatorade, you freeze it for about eh, 25 to 30 minutes, and it's like glacier ice. Oh, you are welcome. Purple Gatorade is the best Gatorade. And then it goes red Gatorade, and then it goes like classic lemonade. But I think purple is actually the best. As long as you don't screw me if I ask you to grab me an orange Gatorade and you end up getting like a melon. That's the problem is there's too many flavors. There, I, I, Hey, Google this for me, Scott or somebody, Dylan, back at the headquarters of BetQL. How many flavors of Gatorade are there? Over, under, Ryan. I'm going to give it to you right now just off the top of my head. I bet there's 68 flavors of Gatorade. You take an over or under? I'll go under, but only slightly under. I'm going to go like 62. 31. Okay. That's why Scott Lynn, man, you want to talk about a crack producer all over things. 31. 31 flavors, 22 official. I've probably had almost all of them, and I can tell you this. Orange is the best. Um, So, speaking of the best, I think it's now a consensus that Tom Brady, best quarterback in NFL history, second best quarterback, Pat Mahomes. I think almost everybody's saying that as of today, and then most people would still have Joe Montana at three, but that's not what I want to know about. We'll talk plenty of Patrick Mahomes as the show rolls on. Who do you think is the most overrated quarterback of all time? Because there's only one correct answer to this question. And he's also the worst player in the entire Hall of Fame. You know what I'm talking about right now? It's Troy Aikman. It, it, it's Frankly, it's unbelievable that Troy Aikman is in the Hall of Fame. Check out these numbers. Troy Aikman only had one season where he had more than 20 touchdown passes. Troy Aikman averaged 14 touchdown passes and 11 interceptions per season. And I get it. He won a bunch of Super Bowls and played with a bunch of Hall of Famers. In spite of him, Ryan, it's crazy. He's He's got to be the worst player in the Hall of Fame. So I'm with you, like the most overrated player in the Hall of Fame. And I love Troy Aikman, the broadcaster. I hated Troy Aikman, the player, being a Green Bay Packer fan. He didn't want to play for the Green Bay Packers. He hated the Green Bay Packers. We were fine with that. I would, Brett Favre isn't as decorated as Troy Aikman. You know why? Because Brett Favre wasn't playing with those defenses, he wasn't playing with Michael Irvin. He wasn't playing with Emmett Smith. Now, he played with some great players, but like Troy Aikman, you want to talk system quarterback, man. And you go back, you watch Emmett Smith, you watch Michael Irvin, Deion Sanders. Those teams were just absolutely stacked when they had Whoa. their little mini dynasty, Whoa. when they had their run. I'm with you, man. Um, especially like you compare the numbers to like guys in today's league, like. That's Justin Fields type. That's Mitchell Trubisky type numbers. 14 touchdowns, 11 picks. You're not starting a round. You know You're not starting. Very long. You know who they were? They were the 49ers. Like, talent all over the field. Brock Purdy is yeah. the new Troy Aikman. But actually go out yeah. there and win something. I remember Aikman said, and I like Aikman also. He said a long time ago about Patrick Mahomes. It was like, look, once you win one championship, then you can start talking about my career. Well, now you both have three. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. I'm the sports machine, yeah. Sean Levine. That's Brian Horvath. We're halfway home here on Bet MGM tonight.